WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Larry Weber. Get ready to hear perspectives on technology and integrated communications that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and brands today. Now, please welcome our host, a globally known expert in PR and marketing, with more than three decades of experience and best-selling author, the host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of RacePoint Group, a global communications agency at the intersection of influence and action. I'm real excited today to be talking to an old friend about marketing and marketing automation, Sanjay the Chief Marketing Officer at Marketo, a leader in providing cloud-based marketing software platform for companies of all sizes to build and sustain engaging customer relations. At Marketo, Sanjay is responsible for extending the company's product leadership, developing business segments, and establishing a new solution ecosystem to increase the reach of the company. Sanjay joined Marketo from CrowdFactory where as CEO, he was responsible for the strategic direction and vision of the company. Prior to CrowdFactory, Sanjay was CMO at Lithium Technologies, another innovator in this category, where he helped achieve dramatic year-over-year growth, as well as significantly increasing the company's valuation. You can follow Sanjay on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash S-D-H-O-L-A-K-I-A, uh, at, as I said, twitter.com. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Sanjay. Thanks, Larry. It's great to, great to be here. Uh, I appreciate the warm introduction. Uh, I'll, I'll note on the Twitter handle, it's uh, just S. Delakia now. No, uh, no dash in between the S and the D. Okay. Sorry about that. Everybody no got worries. it? No worries. Cool. That's great. Right. Thanks hey, for having me on the program. Really appreciate it. First question, real simple. A lot of people probably aren't familiar right now with Marketo and marketing op- uh, marketing automation. You know, there's companies like Eloqua that were, you know, bought by Oracle. There's HubSpot in Boston. There's, you know, a number of other ones. But you're you're one of the big leaders, and you went public. But maybe you could give sort of the sort of the elevator description of what Marketo does for customers every day. Yeah, no, uh, I would love to do that. You know, fundamentally what marketing automation and, you know, as you pointed out in the introduction, we've now grown sort of beyond uh, this marketing automation category, even that we pioneered to be this broad-based marketing platform for folks. But fundamentally marketing automation to me is, you know, the ability, uh, we give marketers the ability to tailor 
one-to-one communications and dialogues with their prospects and consumers and customers based on behavior across channels at massive scale. You know, I, I have all these conversations uh, with folks that, you know, 20 years ago, uh, you know, Peppers and Rogers were talking about, you know, the importance of one-to-one communications and nobody could actually ever get to it at scale. Um, we just didn't have the tools available to us. And now, um, you know, we have, uh, we have the tools. Um, you know, the analogy I draw for people is that, you know, what we do is we let every marketer in the world, regardless of the size of company or the industry that they're in, uh, to market like Amazon.com does, right? For years, uh, what's made Amazon great is that they've been able to, at massive scale, build these individual relationships with me, right? They know, you know, what I'm interested in. They respond to, you know, things that I do. Um, you know, they're not segmenting me based on my age or, you know, where I live, et cetera. They're literally keying uh, off of behaviors. They're listening for these behaviors. They're responding. Um, and as a result, I buy more and spend more money than I've ever intended to with them. And is this big, big companies, middle-sized companies? What are most of Marketo's uh, customers? Yeah, you know, we're we're unique in the category, and one of the reasons that we're the leader, as you pointed out, in that we uh, we play and uh, serve all segments. So, you know, you pointed out in the introduction, I was CEO of Crowd Factory, which was a young 25-person startup. I bought Marketo there. I bought Marketo uh, at Lithium, which was you know more you know middling sized company. It's the same platform that General Electric is running on, that Chevron's running on, that. Um, you know, Harvard Business School is running on, that British Telecom is running on. So uh, it really applies across all sizes and segments. And how about categories? I mean, is it, has it become, you know, like a lot of pioneering marketing services, especially technology-driven ones, tend to start in, you know, a specific category, whether it be business-to-business or consumer packaged goods, or, or, or is it all over the place? Yeah, uh, it certainly did that, as you point out. Um, you know, Marketo, and I think the whole category itself uh, started many years ago. Really focused in the business-to-business uh, high-tech sector. Um, you know, considered purchases uh, where you needed to establish a relationship with people, bring them along, um, and then uh, you know. Obviously, high-tech companies uh, are sort of early adopters with technology, and so uh, you know that became the first uh, beachhead or, or you know bowling pin, as it were. Uh, but now, you know, we have companies, and uh, we serve companies in manufacturing and energy, as I mentioned. You know, life sciences and healthcare. You know, big hospitals. Um, you know, big uh, pharma companies like. Uh, uh, Pfizer, you know, uh, business services, even, you know, companies like Accenture running their platform, um, you know, media consumer, you know, companies like Toyota and, you know, fitness companies like Curves and, um, you know, a number of those companies, communications, I mentioned people like uh, BT, you know, financial services, companies like American Express, um, uh, you know, on and on the list. The list goes on. I think what's happening is that people are realizing that if you're in the business of selling something to somebody, um, you really need this because buying has fundamentally changed, right? Uh, you know, just five or ten years ago, if you and I wanted to buy something, we would go talk to the company, right? If it was a B2B sale, we'd pick up the phone and talk to a sales rep, or if it was a consumer 
thing. We'd go walk into a store or, you know, talk to, uh, talk to somebody on the, uh, on the dealership lot. And the reality is, is now, uh, you know, we have so much access to information, you know, through the Google search box, through our social networks, through the web, um, you know, 70% of any buying process is done before I ever talk to the company. And so, you know, people are realizing that's the domain of marketing. And so I've got to get engaged there. Um, and so I need, uh, I need technology like this, regardless of what industry I'm in or what I'm trying to sell. I have two tangents I'm going to go down. The first one just popped in my mind as you were talking about, uh, you know, uh, all the upfront work that happens before you actually reach out to a company to, uh, mm-hmm. for sale. But, but you know, the, the big news today is how mobility is taking over and that, you know, it's, uh, you know, a, a lot of transactions are happening on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever device that uh, is happening. How, how is Marketo uh, adjusting to that m- move toward more mobility-based commerce? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and uh, the short answer is is that this is a multi-channel world. So, um, you know, you and I, as consumers, as you point out, you know, spend all kinds of time uh, in the mobile channel, but we also spend it in all kinds of other channels, right? Uh, on the web, in social networks, uh, you know, in our email box, etc. And so, what we've what we've done is, you know, sort of, um, you know, build to and uh, architect our solutions to work in an integrated fashion across all channels. So if you should know that at Estalakia on Twitter is the same person as Sanjay at Marketo.com is the same, you know, person as the person who, you know, just clicked on, uh, this mobile app, uh, et cetera. And so, and you should be able to respond, uh, to my behavior in kind, right? Cause in the end, it'll just annoy the crud out of me if I interact with you, you know, in one channel and then uh, in another channel, you send me some communication that, you know, frankly, uh, looks like you had no idea uh, that, I, uh, that I interacted with you in the other channel. And so, um, you know, we are treating uh, mobile, um, you know, as a really critical part of this sort of multi-channel landscape. And so, you know, you can imagine scenarios where, uh, if somebody, um, you know, interacts with the Facebook page or an email, et cetera, uh, that might trigger an SMS uh, text with an offer or something that gets sent uh, to somebody's mobile device or, you know, uh, vice versa, where they might be interacting with a mobile landing page and, you know, that, uh, that might uh, result in uh, a follow-up communication, you know, via email or something like that. So, um, a real integral uh, channel. We're trying to break down all these silos. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the further part of the the tangent. Is I wondered about your both your personal uh, opinion and also sort of Marketo's opinion on the whole future of you know digital loyalty, digital couponing, if you want to use a, an old-fashioned word. Um, I mean, how that plays into all of this marketing automation. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, on a personal level, um, I think it's it's critical. Um, I think the you know the notion of offers and you know, like you said, uh, the old-fashioned notion of couponing, et cetera. Um, you know, in the in the old definition in the old world, 
was mostly a push uh, mentality, meaning the company would say, you know what, we're ready to make this offer to, uh, to the market and would push those things at me. Um, and I think the opportunity for marketing automation is now to make all of that much more sophisticated and more relevant. And as you know, when things are more relevant, they work better. Um, and so, you know, I go back to my Amazon.com example. Um, and by the way, right, Amazon's a customer of ours. Uh, when, when I get the email from them that says, hey, Sanjay, notice that you were checking out these boots three weeks ago. Um, they just went on sale. Just wanted you to know. Right? I, I'm, I'm tickled. I'm giddy. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't have known cool. that. Yeah. Right? And, and that is so much different than you know, the blind push uh, offers that, you know, I'll typically get, right? Hey, just so you know, pants are 25% off. Well, who cares? I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not interested in pants right now. Um, and so I think the, uh, you know, that stuff at a personal level just makes me excited because it doesn't, it wastes my time less. Um, that boot story, by the way, is real. Um, and so that's the same thinking that we're extending from a Marketo perspective to how we think about uh, the platform and um, how we, I was just talking with a CMO of a, uh, you know, a very big uh, online um, retailer brand. And, you know, what he, what he said, and he crystallized it really well. Um, he said, Sanjay, what I can do with you guys is that I can narrow cast. I don't have to broadcast anymore. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that says it right there. Don't you think there's going to be also sort of, two sides to this. I, I totally agree with you on the, you know, the personalization, the customization, et cetera, and, and how you feel great if, you know, wow, somebody had paid attention to what I like. Right. Now I get a deal. Now on the other side is, you know, maybe it's cause maybe I'm too old, Sanjay, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to organize all my rewards points at, at Starbucks and I don't want to, organize any kind of loyalty programs that I belong to with airlines. You know, you guys do that. You do that, uh, mm. uh, airline. You do that, Brooks Brothers. You do that, uh, Starbucks, so that when I want a deal, I know it's there and it's organized. Yeah. Am I being too old-fashioned? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, there's, um, you know, it's what I talk about as the genius of and, right? This, um, this stuff uh, needs to you know, needs to be, you know, not either push uh, or just pull, right? It, it, uh, it needs to be, you know, sort of the harmonious, uh, the harmonious balance uh, of the two. Um, you know, at, at its essence, what this whole marketing automation trend uh, is doing is, is responding to the buyer being in control, right? Which is, you and me saying, here's what I want. Here's how I want this relationship to go and uh, letting it all unfold at our pace, at our desired pace. And what you just described is exactly that. You know, uh, in some cases, uh, in some places, I'm going to want, uh, I'm going to want it this way. And, you know, the company's got to, got to make that, uh, you know, make that mode of interaction available to us that way. Totally agree. Hey, before we take a break, one question I forgot to ask in our earlier uh, conversation, which was the other tangent, was could um, you be sort of clear on the trend of who's buying 
within your customer base, Marketo? So, like, what are the titles? How high up does it go? Uh, you know, who's making the purchase decision? And then, even though it's, quote, marketing automation, it still needs to be managed somehow from the inside as well. What's the day-to-day like management of, of your customer? Yeah, no, good question. Um, you know, what we're seeing, I just had one of our executive council meetings, you know, lots of CMOs uh, making this, um, this set of decisions. And, and it fundamentally comes down to they, they understand that they are becoming more and more um, empowered inside the organization. Uh, organizations are realizing they're the ones driving the revenue, uh, that they own the growth agenda, et cetera, et cetera. So we see, you know, CMOs and VPs of marketing uh, typically as the uh, as the primary buyers. You know, I, I started we started talking about this notion of kind of like mobile first. Uh, it's marketing first. Um, we're moving into this marketing first world. Um, you know, where this is becoming the center of uh, an organization's uh, sort of customer system of record uh, in terms of interactions with customers. And then once it uh, is brought into the organization, um, you know, depending on the size of the organization, it'll sit in different places, meaning large organizations or, lo- or larger teams will have typically a marketing operations uh, group that'll be responsible for uh, the system itself. But then it's very diffuse uh, in terms of the users, right? Basically, all marketers tend to be users of our system. Um, you know, one of the quips that we'll use in market is that you never really want to have to have a power user for your marketing system. Instead, you want to have all of your marketing users be powerful. Um, and so uh, it tends to be in bigger companies sort of managed in a marketing operations team, uh, but then uh, distributed in terms of its usage in smaller companies, you know, small mid-sized companies um, where they may not have a dedicated uh, marketing operations group. It tends to live in the demand gen team, whoever that, you know, VP director uh, of demand generation is, you know, they tend to have uh, ownership for the, uh, for the system. We're going to take a short break, but I want to come back to that thread with a question right after the commercial break. So uh, everybody, just stand by. We'll be right back uh, with Market Edge and Sanjay and more of this fascinating conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
us. Let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jellian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and uh, we're here today with Sanjay Balakia, the CMO at Marketo, one of the hottest uh, marketing automation companies on the planet right now. And... Uh, before the break, Sanjay, we were talking a little bit about um, you know who is buying it and who's managing it. I guess you know on a very base level, what what are some of the key factors companies should consider when thinking about marketing automation? And, and tell us about the strategy and processes that need to be in place to really use it effectively. Um, you know, for example, are many companies adopting service level agreements? But but maybe you could. You know, tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great question uh, because you know, in the end, as I like to say, you know, marketers don't really give a bleep about technology. You know, uh, ultimately, they want to be successful, and uh, and you know, certainly technology is one component of that. Uh, but you got to think about uh, a number of other things, and you know, some of those things, um, in in no particular order. You know, one. Uh, Organizationally, uh, there there is a new set of skills that um, that an organization needs uh, to to be successful uh, with this. That you know, many organizations have, some organizations don't. Right? It's it's this ability to think about uh, the world of digital, to think about uh, interactions uh, with folks across channels, to think about a customer lifetime experience and a relationship as opposed to um, as opposed to campaign driven thinking right uh, and then obviously the uh, you know sort of the comfort uh, in in working with uh, technology and so you know what we're seeing is uh, what's really fascinating is certainly as we look at LinkedIn people are starting to uh, incorporate these things, you know, a Marketo certification or something like that as part of their 
you know, badge set, you know, in the same way that eons ago, right, uh, it was uh, it was so important for people to have Excel skills if they were in a particular function or, or whatnot. Um, but at a strategic level, it's the ability to think about customer journeys um, and making sure that they have uh, those uh, those skills resident on their team. So, so that's that's one thing. Um, second is content uh, in this world, right? To to actually fulfill now on this mission, you know, that we were talking about in terms of one-to-one relationships at massive scale. Um, you know, to deliver on that Peppers and Rogers world that we talked about, um, you've got to have content that, you know, lives in the system, that the system now is deciding, you know, when to send who what. Uh, and so there is a content uh, strategy that needs to be developed inside of organizations. And by the way, there's, you know, a whole crawl, walk, run strategy uh, that people can embark on. You know, they don't have to, you know, reach some uber level of sophistication with this stuff. We see companies start, you know, very simply all the time, you know, hey, look, I'm going to have, you know, two customer journey tracks, right? One for prospects, one for, you know, existing customers. And it's going to have, you know, these uh, three stages in it. And so I got to have, you know, three pieces of content for each uh, as a very simple example. Uh, and then you can imagine, obviously, as you uh, as you get more detailed with those journeys and developing those journeys, you need um, you need uh, you know more in terms of content. So having a content strategy and in um, a skill set around it is uh, is very important. Um, the third piece is, I'd say, a process strategy right across the organization, and this is going to differ depending on whether you're a B2B company or a B2C company, et cetera. But what's your end-to-end customer process across functions? So in a B2B setting, um, you know, ultimately this marketing funnel is feeding a sales organization that is trying to close business. And so you know, having uh, alignment between the sales and marketing organizations uh, in terms of what they are trying to achieve and what matters uh, becomes really important. And it actually turns out that this is a, you know, adopting marketing automation uh, turns out to be a terrific forcing function uh, in, in driving alignment across an organization and breaking down uh, silos uh, between organizations uh, because the, the system itself uh, becomes the process vehicle to get people on the same side of the table. Speaking of that, I mean, I... I Another at least benefit of being around as long as I have working with companies is there's always tension between marketing and sales. I mean, what are you seeing the effect of marketing automation on the sales um, side of the house, and is it actually sort of serving as an an, an integrating force? Yeah, I I think you're spot on. It absolutely uh, is sprinkling a little bit of that pixie dust uh, on the relationship. You know, I, I often, when I'm on stage, uh, you know, talk about the sales and marketing relationship, right? As a, as a marketer, I'm saying, you guys suck. You, you know, I, I send you a hundred leads and you follow up on two. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and the sales guy is saying, you know, screw you. You know, you guys can't generate a, a good lead to save your life, right? And I don't have enough. And, and, and it's just been a finger pointing, uh, you know, combative exercise because there's been no process. There's been no, um, actual system of record to, to track all of this. 
And now what happens with the marketing automation system we're seeing is that uh, it gets the sales and marketing teams on the same side of the table because you can actually see um, and you can act, just like CRM systems created uh, sales process funnels, um, the marketing automation systems are, are now creating visible funnels for the front 70%, right? And uh, so the VP of marketing and the VP of sales can get on the same side of the table and they can see what's coming in, what's flowing through. And then, you know, I think you asked a little bit earlier about service level agreements and the system will automatically say, hey, you know, we're sending you this lead. You have, you know, five days to, you know, re uh, respond to it. You can recycle it. That's totally fine because then we'll continue to uh, nurture that relationship, you know, through the automation um, or choose to turn it into uh, a sales qualified lead and move it through your, uh, through your pipeline. And what we're finding is that process is creating way more what I call win-ready leads, uh, meaning the front 70% of that process, that automation, is hanging on to these relationships longer until they're ready to actually go to sales. And so when they go to sales, a much, much higher proportion of them are as I said, win ready, and salespeople love that. Um, and you know what? All the time that they used to spend calling things that you know they didn't think were ready. You know, it wasn't that they were bad; they just weren't ready right then. Um, now they spend closing, and so they're giddy. Uh, and so the things that we see in terms of end metrics um, in the customer base are uh, sales cycles are shorter, uh, win rates uh, are higher. Um, you know, people are uh, driving much higher conversion rates, you know, in B2C segments uh, because, again, they're only uh, targeting and talking to the right people at the right time. So it has become just a, a great alignment uh, tool uh, for, the, for the marketing and the sales teams. Um, just a, a sort of sidecar on that one. That was a great answer. The, um, you know, sales and especially is had the CIOs buy a hell of a lot of systems that are existing in a lot of, I, I'd imagine, your customers, you know, the CRM systems and sort of data analytic systems and et cetera. How, how does Marketo and other marketing automation sort of integrate with that or can, can those be customized or do you have to throw that stuff out or, you know, what's the deal? Yeah, yeah no, uh, they can integrate uh, seamlessly. Um, one of the key elements of this kind of marketing first world is that this becomes the customer system of record in terms of those behavioral interactions. So if you can visualize it in your mind, you know, there exists a record uh, on Sanjay that goes back, you know, maybe two or three years that has, you know, time series data on well, he visited me in a store on this day. He opened this email, uh, you know, in this month. He, uh, uh, you know, tweeted something uh, about my products on this day, you know, all over time. Um, that doesn't exist anywhere else. And what it means is uh, it becomes more and more powerful um, the more data that gets ingested. And so, um, you know, we integrate, you know, deeply with CRM systems um, you know, like a salesforce.com, 
um, you know, the Salesforce customer base has voted Marketo the number one marketing solution the last five years in a row. Um, because what's happening is there's a real-time synchronization between uh, data in Marketo and data in the CRM system that's pulling that back into Marketo. That just makes the automation process that much smarter, right, in terms of, uh, you know, what the right next communication is for me and when I'm ready to go to a sales rep and when I'm ready to buy. And so those, uh, those systems, you know, are, are really good complements to each other. Hey, just some, um, some quick things before I uh, ask my last question. Yeah. Um, the, you know, are you seeing any particular multi-channel combinations that are becoming more popular than others? Just because I think I'm getting a lot of questions, uh, should we be doing more email plus mobile, or should we be doing more social media plus email, for example? And, and then, then sort of as part of that, how is you know, search impacting, the, you know, what Marketo does. Uh, yeah, so quickly in turn, I'd say the meat and potatoes combinations, you know, in the, again, in that crawl, walk, run world, most people start at the web plus email um, coupling because that's, you know, fundamentally non-existent or broken for most people, and it's the most obvious thing. I can't tell you the number of times I hear, um, you know, a company say, uh, in sophisticated large companies, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Say, you mean that I can send an email uh, that is specifically tailored based on the knowledge that this person was on product X's webpage uh, as opposed to product Y's webpage? Um, and, you know, and of course the answer is yes. Uh, and so we see people start there. Then we see people graduate to the, you know, I call it web plus email plus social. Um, and what that means basically is that people are realizing, okay, so now I'm communicating with uh, an individual um, through these channels. Why wouldn't I try to uh, access the social leverage that's available to me? So if I send an email to Sanjay, why wouldn't I want Sanjay to try to engage socially so that he now pushes my brand and my message out to the 400 people in his social network? And then if I can get you know, some of those folks to come back, you know, that's essentially zero cost acquisition. Um, and so we're seeing, you know, that coupling follow. And now, uh, as you said, uh, you know, mobile and mobility is now coming to the fore. Uh, and so we're seeing, you know, that, uh, that get added to the mix. Um, in terms of search, um, it's a real nice uh, peanut butter and jelly combination because search has up until now. So we just put a press release out. We've pioneered an integration with Google uh, together that, uh, that no one else has been doing, which is to connect these online and offline uh, transactions to, to give richer conversion uh, information. Um, so up until now, people have been spending money uh, you know, on search um, and having to just measure conversion at the, did they click on the paid ad word if, that's, if it's on the paid side, or did they land on the page, um, you know, if it's an organic site? And that's all that they were, that's all that they had visibility to. Now with marketing automation, because you have all of this other uh, uh, data available in terms of that customer journey, uh, you can actually tell whether those conversions, those initial conversions, are actually uh, turning into real business. Um, and so we're seeing, for instance, stories where people are saying, I'm actually able to take my... Uh, paid uh, Google AdWords spend down uh, significantly 
because I can see which uh, conversions, which clicks are actually turning into revenue and reinvest the money uh, into those and stop spending against the ones that aren't. Um, conversely, on the organic side, and when you talked about the social piece, uh, you know, if I got one person to a page, if I could engage them socially, get them to share and bring back four of their friends, now the cost of that activity was only 20% of you know, what it was originally. Um, so real, real yin and yang compliments with, uh, uh, with search uh, generally. Search is kind of at the very top of the funnel, and then marketing automation picks things up from there and drives it uh, you know, through the middle of the funnel and, uh, and the latter ends of the funnel to drive transactions. Terrific. Um, we're running out of time, but I did have just one last question that, you know, is a real simple one because there's a, we have a lot of agency people that listen to this show. Are they going to be the odd, odd man out at this table in the future marketing, the especially the paid media agencies? Uh, I don't think so. I think you know we have a, a, a vast network uh, and growing of agency partners. I think this is an opportunity uh, for agencies. There's no question the world is going this way, and you know, our customers, their customers, uh, are feeling this imperative uh, increasingly. And so, I think the opportunity for agencies is to embrace this, uh, grab hold of this technology because it's, you know, it's new. And you know, these end users, these end brands, these end customers are looking for help. Um, you know. We have a number of strategic agency partners, including you know, some of the divisions at Omnicom, et cetera, um, and they're embracing this and what they're doing. You know, they're, they're essentially taking the Marketo platform in-house uh, and, and baking that into a broader uh, you know, managed service offering uh, for their customers, so it really just enhances uh, the existing business. I think if they don't you know, embrace this, you know, then there's some risk uh, that they they end up odd man out. But, but I think there's a huge opportunity uh, for them to, to really create this wave. Thank you on that. Well, uh, we were just at a great half hour with Sanjay Talatia, the CMO at Marketo, who really seems to be setting this gold standard of uh, marketing automation and, and the future of marketing automation. Thanks, Sanjay, for being my guest today. Larry, thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Always great to talk to you. And thanks, everyone in the audience, for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash the Larry Weber. And be sure to visit uh, webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern time on Tuesdays when uh, the podcasts are available. Thanks a lot. And talk to you next time. Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.